is now dominant for having Welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. I can't do the normal introduction with Grant because Grant is no longer on the podcast. He will be back uh, after his long uh, walk on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, but my regular guest from now on is the great Neil Ackerman. How are you going, Neil? Great, thanks, Scott. The regular second week in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, I must admit the, uh, the overwhelming buzz and obviously Bomber Blitz knows you very well but uh the feedback was was absolutely fantastic so uh it was a no-brainer for me to uh sort of give you a call and ask if you would consider it and um i'm very very grateful you said yes well i really enjoyed it last week and i always love talking Essendon, and i'm uh, very grateful for the uh very positive response and uh, and comments that i got too i was uh yeah, yeah, it was quite surprised. Oh, well, I'm, I wasn't surprised, but I, I was just uh, excited for for yourself and and for the show and and uh, if look for those who are wondering what Grant's doing, he had a a minor setback. He's he's just had a chest infection and no, not the virus. Uh, Coronavirus. He, yeah, he's a. Uh, he, so he's shaking too he, many hands. <laughs> yes, I told him not to shake hands. Yes. So, uh, so uh, he's he's currently in the Apicalola Falls State Park Lodge in Georgia, Atlanta. So I can't say I totally know where that is. I know it's north of uh, Atlanta, but he's now due to start in a couple of days. He's actually he was meant to be probably two or three days already on the trail, but uh, he's taking his antibiotics and uh, getting fit. And um, so, he's, hoping more, he's hoping all the fit best. on his antibiotics. That's a, <laughs> yeah, well, yes, well, they're very first. strong antibiotics. <laughs> yes. uh, so, look, I know Grant will listen to the show when he's got time. So, all the best, mate. We're thinking of you. Um, yes, and good luck when you get going there, Grant. Yep, exactly. So, well, the last time he sh- he sort of crossed to me uh, live, he was actually snowing. So, I, I'm. I'd love oh, really? to say good luck, but I'm certainly not envious of your task. In but... Georgia, I didn't realise I got that much snow there. Yeah, well, it, it was. The, it's been around about two or three degrees, so uh, that'll do it. That will do it. And he's 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 in high altitude, so he's yeah. um, his first task is going up a mountain. So uh, yes, good luck to that. <laughs> yes. Oh. Now the great news is. Uh, for all the doomsdays and for all the negative media articles and everything like that, and I must admit. If I'm being hand on heart, I was not overly confident with the Essendon Football Club this year. No, I wasn't overly confident either. <laughs> yes, it's pre-season, so I, I want to uh, make sure people understand. We fully understand it's the Marsh series. It's not the real home, uh, home and away round one. But, but a win's a win. <laughs> exactly. If you hey, we lost to Carlton badly round one last year and then we what lost 100 and, I think it was 124 to 37 of Richmond and looks like the worst side yeah. I've ever seen yeah so, I, went, and I it, went there to watch that Richmond game and they just smashed us yeah and apart, and, apart from Saad in about the first 20 seconds it, yeah all, that's right he had that run in the first this guy and then oops <laughs> and then the rest of the game yeah. was horrific yeah, yeah well, that's right we kicked the first one or two yeah. goals didn't we and then yeah. and basically lost by 100 points after that yeah. and we just got smashed as you said everything was a bit bad yeah and the key to it, it was it really did carry over to the to the rounds one and two almost we just could not get any run uh we just didn't look right physically yeah merit and those sort of guys well so, it comes down to a bit of the game plan again too it looked like they were still embedding it yes the, yes the game plan so people were a bit unsure where and when to run yep and that was probably the real positive that I got out of the uh, out of this. Now I I wasn't there as you weren't either. No, no, <laughs> and, I don't travel to Perth often. <laughs> not for a preseason game anyway. <laughs> no. um, but the um, from just picking it up on TV, uh, what you could see was that uh, so many times they would instead of like what we were doing last year to West Coast, they they'd bomb it to a number of. Of um, oh sorry, we bomb it to a number of West Coast players. It was the other way around. They were kicking it down, and uh, and I, you know, some blokes like Francis, particularly in the second half, um, just kept on uh, knocking up intercept marks. That's one of the key things for me is is not only was it at West Coast basically training ground, so you know those players know the ground inside and out. 
and not um, in that too, you saw what sort of a wind there was going there. Yes, yes. Um, a, a very strong wind across the ground. Yep. Uh, which is, uh, you know, you can't really train for something like that. No, and lightning breaks and everything yeah, happening. Lightning breaks. <laughs> I remember being at the... Uh, at Bearfield Park when they had the lights went out. I was the, uh, there. So you were there too. Ripping the goalpost. No, I wasn't ripping the goalpost <laughs> out myself, but I remember seeing the somebody 18-year-olds on, ripping out the goalpost. I think somebody set it on fire too, didn't they? I think they did too, yes. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was like pure mayhem. And yeah. we, I think I came back Tuesday night or something like that and watched yep, us, yep, watched us for half an hour basically yeah. win the game. But uh, I, So this was by far the most encouraging preseason I've seen for a while and this game in particular look the the two teams named when I looked at the two teams named I thought the Eagles obviously they had some players missing but I thought they had a slight edge on us uh, as far as who they named with the Kellys and Shoeys and Kennedys and and, and yep. some and you know they, they had some good sheet and, and they had some good players that they actually named with their, especially with their Ruckman Nat and Nui so well they had a big advantage in the Ruck yes yes thought. so I must admit I I went into this game with one of those games where I just went in and went, oh, look, I, I kind of know we're kind of most likely lose, but I just wanted to see us attempt a game plan, just, see a, just to see some ball movement that's been different over the years. But to actually win the game yeah. and see, I would say there was probably about six to eight passages of play where I go, I have not seen an Essendon team from defense to offense kick those kind of 20 meter 30 meter kicks with ball movement composure lowering their eyes for the length of the ground rather than just our speed crazy attack that you get and the really good thing about it to me was that not only did they do that and control possession fairly comfortably uh, but you could see from the way they actually moved it they weren't exposed at either end if no, there was a, exactly. If there was a turnover, uh, unless it was a really bad turnover, we we, we had numbers back. Um, it it uh, reminded me of, uh, for a bit, little bit of what I've seen in the uh, in the preseason. Like, didn't really make too much sense until I actually saw this game. Yeah. Uh, but in the um, in the practice beforehand, there was a lot of times when they were uh, going for a switch, but the difference with this was that in previous years that they'd, they'd switch it and then then but they'd stop and have a look around and sometimes they go down and go quickly and yep. then they come back uh what seemed to me to be the case this time in a lot of cases is that the um they'd switch it but then they'd have some support yes. one or two players would be running to support and it was it was either kick down the line quickly or it was a hand pass over the top yeah and the really good thing about the hand pass over the top is that uh, if something does goes wrong, you've got you basically got a two on one. Yes, uh, which does give you a little bit of a, um, less vulnerability if something uh, if it does fall apart. Yep. Uh, but then the uh, the player who received the handball will go on and hopefully try and create another two on one with the uh, player who was kicked to in the first place hanging back to to provide defence. And uh, and I saw that a few on a few occasions where uh, it meant that we weren't easy to to score against on the rebound, but also yep. keeping numbers going forward. No, I couldn't agree more. That, the, one of the key things that I thought was our how well our structures was yep. around the ground, and I thought they've they've done a lot of work, and only you would know, <laughs> but they seem to have done whether it's theory or on the field work about how they structure themselves. Yep. With the ball moving forward or back, and I think it's also a lot getting the pace right. Uh, what happened a lot last year and in previous years is uh, you get the, the Sard or McKenna would get the ball and, and off we go to the races and they're charging down the field, and take, not take two or three yeah. bounces, and then what do I do now? There's nobody there. Yeah, yeah. There's Waller. There's <laughs> Waller. Yeah, let's kick it on Waller's head. Uh, no, it, that's that, and that's just the reality of what it's been. And and look, uh, there was definitely some elements where you know in this game that a few things broke down. I actually found Shield and a few others were still a little bit over bombing it. But what I did see though, and it is a preseason game, is that a lot of plays that were trying though to. Yep. to implement that game plan. What didn't always work, but 
what was the key was that they were actually obeying the coach's instructions and yes. trying to implement something yeah. that yes. will be sustainable. Yes. Well, it comes back a bit to what you said last week, that a lot of this preseason uh, has been in, indoors um, with, with tutoring in the game plan, something you don't actually see on the sidelines. Mm. And that appeared apparent to me that that the players were quite well drilled on what to yeah. do. And we're just mentioning before about the players being back behind the ball, but wasn't it great to see uh, targets at the targets. end of a big run? Yeah. Like that? There was always someone to kick to. Yeah. And there was always someone, uh, someone presenting, uh, which is a big contrast to which is, previous years. Which is so funny because with the, the talent of our small forwards, it should always be those kind of targets because... When you have the talent of Waller, and I know he's out of form, but Fantasia when he's in yep. form, uh, but even Mosquito showing that, bring the you either mark or bring the ball to ground. Where yeah. it can be a dangerous forward setup. Yeah. The uh, uh, what I really liked talking about that was lowering the eyes. With with a couple of the exceptions, there was a couple of bombs from uh, from Shield. I didn't think it was too bad. No, no, contest. no. I I guess I just more you know it's it, you know it was kind of sixty percent there how I yeah. kind of read. And but I saw Zaharakis almost for the first time in a long time on two different plays where he really did. You could almost see he chose to lower his eyes. He he thought yeah. through his run. And went, I know what I normally do, <laughs> but I'm going to look for a 20-meter kick yep. just ahead of me and just compose myself. And you could, I felt like I could actually see him thinking through that way, like he had that voice in his head. Well, I remember in the, I think it was the first quarter when uh, Smack took a mark out in the, out in the flank and, and played on and did a great little short pass. One, he, he actually did a couple of times. One came off and one didn't come off. But the commentators were thinking, well, that's a, they were saying that's a fantastic kick if that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah. And and I actually watched the game. Oh, the one to Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched the game again on replay, and uh, because I'm a bit of a tragic, but <laughs> we all trust me, we all are. <laughs> but the uh, you could see he, he he pulled the kick on a, on a couple of occasions. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was the one where um, uh, Smith kicked into I think it was Waller. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Langford uh, did a short pass again to um, it was Snelling. Snelling, yep. And it was yeah completely against the uh, uh, the, the bombing away yep. to the square, which uh, which is similar to what um, uh, Richmond have done in the past. Mm. Like they they're not a real bombing team. No, um, no, they're not. They 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 use their mid to small forwards really well yep. as far as passing with, with through. a lot of run. Yeah, and if it's a last resort, and they've got obviously two very big sort of pillars. Uh, yeah, well, it helps <laughs> as an well. emergency. But you know, they really like to. Well, Caracelli, you can tell, has a obviously a, a very methodical way of how he wants the ball to be moved. Yes, to a to a position of scoring. Yeah, and, and that's that was so encouraging. Like, I was. You could not wipe the smile off my face, and it was strange. I'm, I'm normally very relaxed on pre seasons, but because I had so low expectations, <laughs> I I just generally was like, "What is going on? Like, I've never seen that play before. Like, what what was that play?" I must admit, I had all my excuses made up yeah. <laughs> before the game. I was thinking, "Well, it's a it's a pre season game. It's the home ground. You know, what can we expect? And a lot of players out. We'll have a lot of players which are yeah. which are back from there and." That is the case. Yeah. One of the things where you can't get too carried away with a preseason game is that neither team is actually their sole aim isn't to win. Yes. So if if something's uh, not working for you in a in a regular season game, you would expect a, a change from a coach. Or if somebody's on fire, yeah, yeah. Um, if if the Kelly is uh, is dominating, you'd you'd expect something to happen. Somebody else goes to him, or they try and negate him in some yeah. sort of way. Um, conversely, if Essendon are doing really well, you'd expect West Coast to to try and counteract that, which yeah. doesn't happen because uh, they're they both teams are really trying to. Work through what they ha- what they planned preseason, how they yeah. tried to play, and, and their their style of game, and also we haven't had weeks where people have been analysing us and, and working how we're trying to get it. So there is that element to is it. it. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> One thing, I mean, even though the West Coast coach, um, oh, I'll get his name soon, uh, but he Simpson Simpson, yep. Simpson. Um, he he after the game uh, was just talking about 
how they actually generally got were on the back foot at it with Essendon's um, attack on the footy and yeah. and he goes and especially their composure. He said we weren't, you know, it was, you're my sorry. He was like saying I'm not putting down Essendon, but that was not the Essendon we played previously. Yeah. Like we, they've they for them to have that composure and but uh, match it with a real fierce attack on the footy. That's exactly how. <laughs> Forget. Oh, I'll ignore your phone call. Yes, I better. <laughs> Rule number one on a podcast: <laughs> put your phone on silent beforehand. This is the this is the uh, second podcast. Yes, this is, <laughs> form. Yes, this is the. This is how to be professional. <laughs> there we go. It's on silent now. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was just good to see and and like when you're looking at things like you know McGrath having you know 20, 24, 25 possessions and seven clearances. Parish having twenty nine and and five clearances, we I often talk about that next um, keg coming through and 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 to have even I mean Langford was really really good so to for me that Langford um, McGrath Parish midfielders who I thought did most of the damage to yeah. be honest for yeah, that to right. happen with the Shoeys and Kellys yeah it's that I can't think of any other way than being positive about it. Well, you know, you look, they had a Nick, 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 Kelly, Shuey. Um, now, they have a, a couple to come back there um, uh, as well, but yep. that's pretty well their, their top three, I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, and we, around the clearances, I thought we, uh, we dominated them to a large degree. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Langford was his first half. It was, it was funny. Um, I'd love to be... Some there's some games I go. I'd love to ask the coach a question because he <laughs> he has Langford on a wing right, and I have him as clearly for me best on ground at halftime. Yep. He has he has 17 possessions a goal and, and numerous clearances. That was the uh, even the week before in the practice match. I think he might have been a bit rusty, and I did make a comment that I thought he was um, overthinking his disposal a little bit. Yep. Uh, but that was by far the best game I've seen him play. Yes. He, and, uh, and so I, f- I found it interesting. Just like, I'd love to know what they're thinking. And, and maybe because they see him as both positions, but then after half, half, time, after half time, they just say, you're a forward. And you yep. go, oh, well. Yep. And, and I must admit, I go, oh, gee, he's just done so much damage on the wing. Now, it's a preseason game, so you're probably growing both sides. But uh, he was very, very good. Uh, what- well, one of the things, too, is that there's, there's so many players playing. You've got 26 players. Um, so you've got eight on the bench at any time, yeah. which means that, that uh, if everyone gets an even go, you've only got two-thirds of the players out there roughly. Yeah. Um, and we had a couple of the, the um, uh, debutantes and, and, uh, and trialists there. Yeah. So uh, it... It is a mixed bag, isn't yeah. it? it yeah. I mean, you, especially when you're, you're, you're taking out Hurley, you have uh, Merritt and Waller for most of the second half of the game. And, and so the second half of the game were very young experience inexperienced yeah. side so uh, that's another thing I actually felt quite pleased that we actually held on that game because our side just on names like was pretty 24 and under kind of well particularly you look at the you look at the key backs um, now we've been singing what, uh, Francis's praise a lot but he's still a young inexperienced player yeah oh, yeah he's, and, and the he other must be what 15 games 12 games I'll, I'll find good, out good, soon. good question on notice <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it'd have to be more than that I'd think. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, he, last year. He played a bit. No, last no, year last year, year he played, yeah. He, he'd have to be around the 20-odd 20 mark. 20 we'll, mark yeah. uh, we'll have an answer. But inexperienced. Really, yes. But inexperienced. <laughs> uh, but the other three uh, key backs you had was... Uh, oh, here we go. Checking the phone as we go. We'll have an answer very quickly. Uh, had um, Zerk, um, McBride, and Ridley. Yes. Who, between them, have played... Uh, Ridley's only played a handful of games. Yeah. Uh, Zerk's played one. And it was uh, McBride's first official game of football after his... Uh, after his uh, <laughs> he did not much wrong. <laughs> no, that, was... that chase down, that 50-metre chase down and that desperation oh, I dive. I thought it was fantastic. And the dive forward under the pack to, to pick it up. I, mean, I know. It's, it is quite... Uh, to, if, to know where he's come from and how little he's played Aussie rules. Yeah. To... To when we saw, we both saw the Melbourne clash and he was really really good like he, yeah. but to then go to then such a big jump up yeah. uh, interstate big team 
he didn't look at the face at all. No, he still, <laughs> he still read the ball <laughs> quite, quite well. And he, and he took a couple of really good marks in the end. He took a big pack mark at the, um, in the last quarter and in the third quarter, he took, took a good mark at the back. Um, what I thought, the other really impressive uh, piece from him um, was, I think it was in the third quarter, where he uh, picked up a ball off the ground and uh, uh, rode a tackle and got in a great little hand pass out. Yep, yep. Oh, true, player. true, yes. Uh, by the way, Francis played 26 games. Oh, pretty close. It was close. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what did you think of Nigel Lockyer? Like, I see, Lockyer, obviously, we've got to make that decision on Tickle and, and Lockyer. Uh, and look, I felt sorry for Tickle because as a Ruckman, to have the Natanui, like, you're not yeah. going to shine yeah. like as a young Ruckman. Well, it's really what I was... When we talked about it last week, it was what I was uh, what I was saying about him he, he does have a lot of potential yeah. he looked really good against the uh, Melbourne reserves and did a lot right but um, yeah it's tough coming against uh, Natanui but there's so many other top the, the, the number one Ruckman from most teams is a pretty good sort of a player um, you, you got your Grundies and you got your yeah. Gorns and you got your Goldsteins and um, uh, you got Martin from Brisbane uh, you got Nan Curvis from Richmond. Yep. He's he's going to have the same sort of problem with with all those uh, players with his body size or lack thereof. No, for sure. So, uh, if you, to me he's a to me he's a long term project. Mm. Uh, it really comes down to what the club wants. I I can't think that they would be that interested in a long term project unless he went out there and actually starred. Yeah. Um, he was leaping over the top of players and getting a tap out there. He he was he you can see he tried hard, mm. and he did get in some uh, some tackles, but he uh, he just found it difficult to get the ball too much. Yeah, um, and we got um, four other ruckmen. Yeah, yeah. You know we've got Draper coming back shortly, hopefully, uh, who we've all got really big wraps on. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I don't um, trust me. The um, Phillips looked good. He. He, um, the great thing about Phillips was that in the end, he probably outdid Nat Nui as far as impact on the game. Yep, I would uh, say so. I thought his follow up, his nounce around, nounce around the around the ground about where to be and positioning himself to be in dangerous positions and follow ups, he, he was really impressive. Well, not only being in a position, but he did impact the play on a number of occasions. Yes, he tackled solidly on a number of occasions. Um, he got ground balls out. He uh, he got some handballs out. Um, he he was more along the sort of player that we're uh, that the Grundies are. Grundy's yeah much better player than him, obviously. Yeah. But he was having that sort of an impact where he was getting possessions and he was impacting the play after the ruck contest. He seemed to actually sort of fit in well with actually our game style. I think so. Because he was always dangerous, yeah, you're right. And, and it just makes you wonder a bit about Bell Chambers. Then. Uh, uh, people seem to have forgotten that a couple of years ago, I thought he was sensational in, in the ruck contest. Mm. He, uh, he got so many really good, solid taps to advantage. Uh, but out of the ruck contest, and, and he's, a, he's a good mark around the ground too. Yeah. He, he was a good outlet uh, for a kick from Hurley's long bomb to the flank, which we... No comes every time they kick a yeah. point. Um, and and could take a good grab in the forward line. And he did used to be a reliable kick for goal until the last year or so. He's been a little bit wobbly. But as far as tackling and, and putting pressure on the opposition and um, and being in a support chain through the ground, yeah. he was he was a bit lacking. And I, I wonder which if, if we do have a fully fit, ready-to-go bell chambers, which way they'll actually go. Exactly, and and and, and you even with matchups. I mean, with, even with Nat Nui, it's sort of such a unique ruckman that you you face other ruckmen, and, and you're probably not as concerned with what Phillips, you know, as far as getting tap outs. You think like yep. he could be much more competitive. I even had a look at some stats during the week at tap outs because we actually we actually would you believe had one one um, extra tap out in the stats for really? centre bounce clearances, but our tap outs around the ground we yep. got smashed. So, we got smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the big difference where Nat Nui yeah. can really take over. Yeah. Uh, so that 
And they held four Ruckman too. Yes. And we, I didn't see, uh, uh, yeah, McKernan went to a few around the forward line. Yep. Uh, but not too much. I don't think he went anywhere uh, mm. around the ground, which is another good thing about having a couple of Ruckman there. We actually had McKernan or, or Laverde deep the whole game. Um, but the, uh, you know, you got you got Phillips and, and Tickle against four Ruckman. And, and Tickle, as we said, uh, yeah. was a little bit undersized and out of his depth, even though he tried really hard. Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty good effort, really. It's a pretty to... good effort. He definitely, like, he if I had a... He was probably would have been, like, a top five if I had a top five voting. I, yep. thought, I thought Phillips had a really big impact yeah, on the game. Too. Uh, look... but back, sorry, back to your original question, though. Go for it. About uh, Lockyer. Oh, Lockyer? We, we, yeah. We... For me, he shows a bit of something. He had he had some crucial miskicks in the last quarter, which I went ah. But there's something. I didn't there's, see too many. Mis-kicks. There's something he does that is very unique, very very skillful, and uh, look to be to be honest. From again, he's sort of like in, a, in another version of McBride, but coming from Northern Territory regional yep. kind of really raw, um, yep. and that's his. His second game in that kind of level of footy. Well, it's really his first game because the other one was a glorified what? reserves game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is a step up again. And he did get a lot of the ball still. Yeah, he had, um, he had 15. He, he played uh, quite conservatively within himself. He didn't yeah. uh, He didn't go for too much. Um, of course, everyone remembers the mark in the last few oh, minutes. It was uh, a great it, mark. It was, quite, uh, it was quite interesting. I was watching the... Uh, I like to watch the... Uh, read the... Bomber Blitz match day, match day thread afterwards. And yeah, yeah. and after he took the mark, all of a sudden everyone's on board with him, which is which is things that I've seen at training. He yeah. can do that that freakish sort of mm. stuff. Um, there was another mark earlier on in the game. I think it was the second quarter where he he went for a... He got a really good ride and, and nearly took it. Mm. Uh, the thing that we've got to remember about the game too was that it was uh, it was wet. You, you didn't pick it up on the TV, but uh, no. but it was raining. The skills for, were for, quite were actually quite good. Well, I thought so. It was yeah. actually a, was it, for, I don't know about for you. I just found the whole game quite entertaining. Yeah. Like, I one thing I was I was really well, we're winning. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that always makes it entertaining. anything's entertaining when we're winning. <laughs> but it's just even the skill for for what. You know, we're talking winds across, <laughs> lightning breaks, and everything, yeah. and that, that that told me too. It's a small thing, I know, but that ten minute lightning break for us to come back as switched on yeah. as we were before for yeah. a young group, it just told me, okay, we're we're in an okay place, like we're, we're and, a, and it was a pretty fair sort of a setup they have, to, wasn't it? The uh, Essendon's in a sardine can bumping into each other. <laughs> and you got the West Coast. Yeah, they're like their own hangar. <laughs> they're own, they look bigger than our hangar. They're just, uh, just running through little warm-ups and having the time of their life. Yeah. So, so. Can I ask what, what your thoughts are uh, probably in the first game and second game on Jones? I, he, he has that kind of thing where I'm, I'm not too concerned about him not get, you know marking it 10 times or anything like that. I always look for when a kid's, you know, he's obviously fairly skinny and he's, he's he's very, very young. But I always look at just different things in the game and he's ridding in the air. And yep. he did a really fantastic spoil in the middle of the ground. Really important yep. kind of. So he did a great little knock on. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which showed good footy IQ. Yeah. His, he, his snap for goal in the first quarter right on. Oh, the, he would have gone through too. Yeah. 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 Just about his first kick. Uh, I've been I, look. I've been impressed with him. I I don't know if he's quite going to have the body to do it this year. No, no. He, even the Melbourne game last week, he he got into position on a number of occasions. He he just didn't have the the strength in his the upper, upper body, body strength, yep. um, his arms, his hands to to actually hold on to the marks. But um, he looked he looked good to me on a number of occasions. It's he. You know, yeah, he's not going to be playing round one, um, and yeah, you know, but the, the but I mean, he's got a beautiful balance kick, but the 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 potential you can clearly see, you can you, clearly see, you can you yeah. can see two years down the track and go, yep. this is this yep. kid's a player. He actually sometimes, and not, I'm definitely touching wood. He sometimes reminds me of Gumbleton. 
<laughs> and I know I don't want to put the uh, corona see, on the. I can see why you're touching wood on the forwards, but but just when I saw Gumby very early on in his first year, just prior to everything going south, south, he had that kind of feel to me. Uh, not as much. Gumby didn't have as good kick as this kid. This kid's much more sort of a graceful kick. But well, he's he's a very balanced player. Mm. Um, he's got a good agility. Uh, he seems to have pretty good endurance, uh, and as you were saying, I th- just think he he gets to the right spot on a lot of occasions. Yeah. And if you're doing that, and I think he does have pretty good hands. Um, a few times I've seen him take good marks. One was in the practice game last week, and oh, fantastic uh, mark! Really yeah. good mark. Um, there was one up on the uh, website from the highlights from Bendigo. He took a good uh, yeah. uh, uh, pack mark. And that's the time where he can, where he actually gets clear and gets a leap mm, and yeah. and doesn't have any body contact. You can see what him. he can do. Yeah. Once his body is is fully kind of yep. developed, developed, and, and then he can take the body contact and and still take the mark. Yeah. Yep. That's but that's just a development thing, and and uh, yeah, I think that's really good signs ahead. Now I can't. I, there's no way before I go to a break. I can't mention the smiling assassin oh, coming on after because because. I could have. Funny when you're talking about Blitz, I just could have imagined Bomber Blitz on that game thread when he did a few, when he's running around the wing and, and saving for the goal. But he's an excitement machine. And that's for anybody that's gone and watched um, the seconds, he's done that sort of thing on a number of occasions. Mm. Goes for the long runs. He has just has that little that little shimmy. Shimmy. Yep. And uh, and he does. I know they mentioned it on the uh, telecast, but he does remind me quite a lot of uh, of Rioli. Mm. The uh, just the way he moves, the uh, um, the the tackling, and he's it's it's great to have a player that size. Yeah, another one who is who loves to tackle. Yes, he he. he uh, it's it's one thing. Uh, some players tackle under sufferance, but you can see he accelerates to. He, yeah, to, yeah. To he embraces it. it. Yeah, and oh, sorry, I was I was going to say I was. It was really exciting to watch. I I, I keep on wondering how it's all going to play out because. Oh, like, you know, you do have Fantasia and Waller, and if they're yep. both in form, I can't see that ever being changing. So it would be interesting to see how they do that. Do you, do you, can you move Waller a bit high up the ground? I say Waller to me, and I'll just speak, I know he only played sort of a half, but he is so dangerous with the ball in his hand from the midfield. Like when he's running through looking up forward, He's on a different level than every other player on the ground as far as thinking through the game. There was a stat during the week that came out uh, of the um, the best retention rates of players with the ball going into the forward line. And he was in about the top five mm. or so. There was another Essendon like player. In the whole of AFL kind of thing? In the whole of AFL, yep. yep. Uh, from not as many entries, I think he had forty-five entries, and the uh, and uh, something like uh, thirty-three of them either went to a a player or uh, uh, ended up in a yeah. in a score to the team. There was somebody else I can't remember who it was now, but did very well in that stat as well. Obviously not Shield, but, the, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. But the way I see it is that um, you work out. To a large degree, who your best players are now. If we find that we have that our best forwards, are Waller, Fanta, Mozzie, and Smith, for mm-hmm. example, yeah. Well, you work out your forward line around them. Yeah. The uh, it's it's a bit similar to what Richmond do again. I don't hate talking about Richmond all the time. It really annoys me the fact that they've. <laughs> but got, you can't help it route. because of our coaching setup. Yeah. Uh, but if if they're your if they're your really good players and uh, and Mozzie certainly you can just see from the, the, the glimpses if he can get his fitness up to up to scratch and uh, and contribute for a whole game, you know it's, he, could, he could be hard to leave out. Yeah, and the, and it's funny Laverde's form too is is he's looking really dangerous to me. Uh, I know he had a slightly quieter second half, but. He's looked really dangerous uh, up forward, and there's sometimes isolating him one on one. Yeah, and he's got a bit of body strength that can push his yeah. guy aside. Well, which he did on mm. a few occasions. One, he got free kick, which is a little bit of a dodgy free kick. I thought <laughs> yeah. the uh, 
the old uh, Margit special. Yeah, Even yeah. though he wasn't umpiring, he's obviously instructed the, uh, the, the umpires there on how to do it. Um, oh, that Waller free kick, that tackle in the goal square. Oh, I just thought about that. Oh, my goodness. Well, That's that, the most obvious job in the That reminds me of the uh, free kick. Remember years ago we were playing Port Adelaide? And Monfries was... Uh, was That's uh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think he did a tackle, and the, the Port player took about four steps and got got tackled. It was like Ray or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, it was that's, just so uh, obvious, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But, uh, oh, well. That's a, that's a practice match. So yeah, I'm not going to get too uh, carried off on that. Um, but Laverde, yeah. No, no, yeah. no I, I, I like... And again, you've got to remember that it was a wet game. Mm. It's It didn't suit his conditions at all. Mm. And they were playing quite tight on him as well. Yes. Uh, particularly second half when, when Hearn went, went, to, went to him. And, uh, yeah, I thought he did a lot of things right. He, he presented well. He, it, the thing is, he, he didn't lose too many contests and he always looked dangerous. No, exactly. i tell you a player who... I don't know if I say the word I underrate, but I just don't often talk about, and even on this show, and that's Snelling. Uh I, every time I see, see this guy, yeah. I mean, he has two goals, 20 odd possessions. He, 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 I, I don't know if he played the full game. I'm pretty sure. I think he might have. I think he might yeah. have even been the top ranked player for us. Okay. Um, the, but that, he, he was really dangerous. And his pressure, he's. And I can't help think, like, he must be close to best 22 if he keeps with his form. Wow. It's hard. He, it's he, hard. He, he does very, very little wrong. Yeah. Apart from being a midget. Yeah. <laughs> and we and we got a few of those. You know, if if he was if he was another uh four inches taller, it'd be a no brainer, he'd certainly been there. Mm. Um but yeah, he he's clean with his, his hands, his his disposal's pretty good. Good kick for um, He's got good balance, he's he's mm. another that has a um you don't really pick up his shimmy too much, but he just has that little uh, movement of the hips yep. that just allows him to uh, to evade without being quite so obvious. Uh, but yeah, he's a he's got to be somewhere around there. And the other one is Ham. Oh, I really liked Ham's game. He's well, uh, yeah. We we both saw him against Melbourne, and that's yeah. We know it's for you, Phil. Yeah. But gee, he did some beautiful things. Yeah. But oh, that pass, man. That yeah. pass to. Uh, Jones, yeah. I was like that. That is real quality. It was actually interesting. I, did you happen to watch the bushfire game? The um... uh, no, I was um, I was away. Yeah, <laughs> With, <laughs> was, uh, which is why the well, podcast is a bit late. Yes, a little bit later. <laughs> um, the the skills in the first the first half were quite amazing. Um, when one when either team got the ball, they they just didn't let it go. It was and it. It made me think a little bit about the Essendon disposal. That kick from Ham yeah. to um, to Jones, Jones um, was what every kick was like in that game for the first half. It was uh, it was a little bit daunting, actually. I thought <laughs> to think. I was thinking they are that, the elite, but yes, yeah, and yeah. it was great to actually see the elite against the elite. But uh, anyway, that's a whole different story. <laughs> I totally it. missed the whole game. I'll, um, like I obviously saw the outcome and the last quarter strangeness and all that sort of stuff, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, was, well, it was a funny game. It was how did Sadi play? Um, he played pretty well. Yeah, he he uh, he did some good things. Um, I thought he took a little while to get into it, but uh, afterwards, after the second half, I thought he uh, I thought he contributed pretty well. Had a shot for goal, which unfortunately didn't get there. <laughs> um, yeah, it would have been nice if there was Morrison players to to watch because that was all I was really uh, watching the game for. <laughs> so how's Sadi going to go? Yeah, uh, but it was good that he was recognised. Uh, ah, for sure. To, to get a game there, uh, it would have been interesting to see if maybe McKenna would have got a game if he was around. Oh, talking about that, he's back. He's back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I gave you the nice text. <laughs> yes, yes, I got a, I got a text. I got the uh, the heads up beforehand, and um, and then he was there at the uh, the VFL game too. Yeah, and. And which we'll talk after the break, which was would be good. But yeah, he's um, it, it's strange. Like he came back, uh, went to the VFL game, then I pretty much flew out straight away to. And Queenstown. he's in Queenstown, yeah. <laughs> and with Devon Smith and a few other guys, yeah. uh, and then I, just, you know, saw him doing the whole bicycle track work. You know, mm. I've, I've and funny, I've I know Queenstown really well. Some of my family yeah, actually live oh, in Queenstown. Okay. I've been there a few times. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. Those those Crown Range tracks are not easy. So. Oh. 
So they're doing proper fitness stuff, not just no, not relaxing. too much is around there, and and that's uh, and it's actually been a really interesting preseason in that uh, thing to digress completely in a different yeah. tangent, but the the number of times they've had um, chunks of time off. This is about the fourth time I think it's happened. They they had a uh, they had a breaker uh, um, the the in. Um, December they had a break a good break when they came uh, um, back from uh, after Christmas yeah they uh, and then they went in the camp and they had another break yeah they were, they were away for uh, towards the end of January and now we've got another break here um, and the interesting part is when you follow their Instagrams they're all going in little groups like uh, like I, I, there's one with uh, Hurley and uh, Gleason and uh, I forget who the other person was but they're all like in they're all kind of in little groups and uh, I had a little you know, chat to someone of note. Okay. Someone <laughs> of note who, who and, by um, the sounds of things will remain anonymous. And uh, he he let me know that the the feedback is that the spirit's really good amongst the playing group. Yeah. Like it's it's probably the most positive it's been in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, well, as far that's, as, that's certainly good to hear. Yeah, and um, and one of the feedback was uh, Sean Murphy, the fitness guy. They really uh, have embraced him quite strongly. And yep. And and given really good feedback that how well he's going, and, and it's it's something uh, uh, I tweeted uh, a couple of days ago about um, how to view this game also on that part uh, that the fact that there was a bit of doomsday can we will we have any run or a, anything like that? a little bit of doomsday <laughs> yeah but to see us run over the ground that well against yeah. the Eagles over there yeah. that's pretty good credit uh, to Sean. Uh, and because uh, you know there's some guys on modified you would have seen well yeah. there's been a lot on modified yeah I mean looking at it that was uh, of the available players that was just about our best available team yes there was uh, there was only a few that were left out that um, Stringer probably could have played but apparently his uh, partner was expecting I think yeah and it's funny uh, I'm not quite sure like I when I went to the demons game um, I was told that he had a just a very slight niggling injury mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure if I'd just been cautious not going to Perth or but didn't seem but he played the next day so it didn't seem too but well, he only played a half. he only had a half yeah. so he got a got a corky <laughs> so he, he was he was walking around pretty well afterwards I don't think there's anything yeah to worry about that too much at all but that kind of leads us to into the VFL game so let's take a, a very quick break and we'll come back and talk about the uh, impressive 28-point win at Icon Park. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. You're with Scott and Neil. Now, let's go to the VFL Uh Neil, I must admit, I was away, so uh, I was more excited that McKenna was at the game, probably more than the game. Yes. But give us some some feedback and things you saw on some of, I guess, the Essendon and senior list of players. Well, the highlight was seeing McKenna. <laughs> Sorry, from the start, the, whole, the highlight of the whole game uh, when he when he was there and um, um, looked happy. Had a uh, was having a good joke with um, with McBride there, and then went over and. Uh, and gave some support to uh, um, McQuillan. Yep. Um, so that was my main thing <laughs> that he was back. Um, which is generally very, good news. Yes, which, is, which was very good news. And, and to hear the club sort of back up that, you know, yeah. he'll be training, yep. uh, which Ho- probably training starts tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. Yep. I'll be there again. You'll so be there. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it wasn't uh, too exciting a game really for me. The... Um, uh, Stringer played a half, which was apparently all he was really looking to play was around about a half. Yep. Uh, didn't really exert himself too much. Uh, I think it was really just a bit of a run to get the, bit of a run. the, the, the cobwebs out. Um, Begley was uh, well, a little bit better than last week, which wasn't great. Um, <laughs> until he got a knock on his... Uh, he got, uh, yeah, he, he didn't play after what, the third or something like that? Or? Uh, after half-time. After half-time, okay. He got a... Uh, and, and he was had a noticeable limp, um, but it was just a corky. Okay. Uh, so that hopefully is uh, is nothing much to worry about. He'll Should be right with a 13, 14-day kind of... Yeah, well, he, he could even be right uh, this week, but they probably rest him uh, to give it time to uh, get through. Yeah. Um, 
Brian's an interesting one. Um, the uh, I like him. I really like. I him. really like him too. The the, the club uh, put out a uh, press release on the on the website saying how uh, how happy they were with him. I wasn't as excited by it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying that they thought he got nearly all the hits, and I that was a bit of an over exaggeration. But um, but he he's he look he looks good. Yeah, and he's certainly a really good prospect for the future. He's a yeah uh, very athletic. Uh, moves around the ground well. Nice kick, nice follow up. He can tackle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, that was a, it was another nice game for him. Um, much did just more of the much things that he does. He uh, racked up possessions and uh, and yeah. He's an interesting player is he? because with Kobe Much, he's like you know there's a good footballer there, but I I, I struggle with Kobe. And as far as I don't know if he excels at any one part of the game, he just does everything okay, like yeah. a, to a, yeah. a good standard. But he doesn't have a weapon, like he does. His kick's not a weapon. I wouldn't say he's a massive overhead mark. I think he's a. I think he's a good mark. I think it's think? a bit underestimated. But um, look, he's not a. He's not a net five or anything when, no, when, it, comes, no, when no. it comes to marking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's uh, that's where the real step up is from VFL to AFL. There's lots of players that look really good in, in, in VFL, and you think, well, why isn't this guy getting a game? Yeah, uh, why, why haven't they been drafted? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, another one that comes to mind is is Aaron Heppel, who did quite well. Yeah, uh, kicked a couple of nice goals, but he just doesn't quite have any uh, really outstanding feature to his game. And that's probably why he hasn't uh, ever made it onto a list. And March is a little bit along those lines. He's a he's a pretty good kick off both sides, but without being outstanding. Yeah. Um, gets a lot of the ball, but he he's one of these players that seem to run at like three quarter pace an awful lot. Mm. Um, none of the real sprint efforts. Um, and uh, yeah, whether that whether the, his game can translate to AFL, he seems to get a lot of chances when he's fit. Yeah. So the yeah, I mean, yeah, the club obviously have something about him. Yeah, it was pretty unlucky last year. He went down in about the first ten minutes of the yeah. Uh, it was really game, yeah. yeah yeah. These things happen. Dylan Clark, how'd you see him? Uh, yeah, another another Dylan Clark game. Um, how how? And let's be honest, how how I I haven't seen it too much myself, but how is his kicking coming along? To your eyes, over the preseason, he. I think it's improved. Uh, there was a he did a couple of nice kicks, um, the uh, which had a lot better ball trajectory. Uh, the ones if he's got time, like if he, if he's if he's got a mark or a free kick or if he's is out on his own, he's not he's not too bad. I think he struggles when he's when he's uh, under pressure and has got to rush the kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yep. think they can be, you know, someone pretty ordinary. Um, and even some of the ones where he doesn't have, but I, I think he's I think he's improving. It's just a matter of whether he can ever improve to what I would consider to be a a, a standard. It's two. a big year for him actually because he he's one of those guys. I feel like he he needs to um, get to a level where I, even if I think it's past the tagger kind of stereotype he needs to elevate his game a bit more because I, I think as much as tagging is good it's not going to get your game every week you have to have to get a game every week you have to have a real midfield quality and and that penetrating on the kick to me is just where he needs to take his next step yeah un- unless you're an exceptional tagger yes there there's been various ones over the years who who have haven't haven't had too much of their games and you know the game he he had against uh, um Crips last yeah. year was that was Bobby's best yeah yeah that was a that was a fantastic game mm. um if he was doing that every week you wouldn't really worry about his kicking if you can completely shut out the opposition's main weapon but there's not always that uh, match up for him yeah and you don't want to be Picking and and choosing a, a when he plays, but the other thing with that I noticed just going back a little bit um, from the game was that um, on the on Friday was that the a lot of the players seemed a lot more defensively minded. 
Okay. Um, you had Smith in the middle of the ground. He was on uh, uh, Kelly for a while there, who, mm-hmm. um, I you, Kelly did pretty well. Um, but Merritt seems to be a lot more defensively minded. Mm-hmm. Um, even Parrish and, and, and Langford at times. Um, and that could take away from the uh, uh, such a need for for have a uh, a uh, tagger without too many other weapons. Uh, as you say, it'll be really interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a really develop. intriguing year coming up. Uh, if if we for me if if we if we're pretty good injury wise in the midfield, I think he'll struggle to get in. But yep. but that kind of you know we start to get two or three injuries, then yeah, I, I can see him. Well, we've got so much midfield depth now. Yeah, there's. Uh, oh, I was, actually, I was going to ask you a question. You gave me a great reminder. Oh, good, thank you. Uh, we got a question from a listener to ask you on Hibbard's preseason. Now he obviously has missed the games, but how have you found his preseason so far? Well, interrupted by injury, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a he's a really good size. Uh, I mean, he's massive. His his shoulders are, are, are yeah, massive. Yeah. Um, he moves pretty well. He's pretty clean with the ball. Is a, uh, I've heard there was a bit of a knock on his kicking. I haven't really uh, uh, noticed that too much so far. Mm. Um, he's apparently meant to be a pretty good mark. I haven't uh, seen him in too many mark seen enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can only get... Uh, unless there's particular drills that really emphasise a player's uh, strong points, which you do get sometimes. You, and sometimes you just get little glimpses. Sort of like what we saw from Mozzie on the weekend. You just see little things which you can see in training. You think, wow, that's that's something that will translate to a game. Yeah. Um, whereas Hibbert is more of an inside uh, sort of a player. And um, yeah, it's really once he actually starts playing uh, games that we'll get a much better indication of him. I mean, he, he hadn't done too much wrong mm. to me. Yeah. Um, but... Along those lines, one that I was a really big rap for was uh, was Townsend, and I was oh, as far as pressure and and just physicality, yeah, yeah, which fan- we don't oh, normally see. Oh, fantastic! Like, I was it's actually, like Solomon physicality yeah, back again. I was a little bit disappointed with this game. Mm. I must admit, I was uh, I was saying, and I getting the ball, yes, yeah. He he just wasn't involved with it as much as I mm. thought he would have been. And that's coming um, off a reputation of, of not being a, a really high-impact player. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's something you can work into. I don't know if it was the role that he was playing. Um, but I would have liked to have seen him uh, have, a, have a little bit more impact than he did. Um, yeah, so he could be a, a bit similar to, uh, to Hubert in that way. Yeah, and it's kind of a, a bit of a shame from that Cutler... I know he's a bit sore during the week that... Um, that he couldn't play this game because uh, he was his second half in that in that previous game. Uh, I'll keep talking while you're coughing away. Um, Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I won't mention the virus again. Um, yeah, but uh, Cutler, I was I, I would have loved to have seen him again because I I feel like I got a tease and a half because I probably had a I was he was probably a little bit down on my list. Just watching in a few of the training sessions I saw, um, but he showed something against Melbourne. Now that was a VFL game, so I wanted to see him just with that little bit next level. Like, what are you going to do on our side? So I'm, I'll be interested to see if he if he gets a game against Geelong. It'll be very interesting to see what kind of team we name Geelong. I'm assuming it has to be as close as to round one as possible. You you would think so. Um, it was um, unfortunately pulled up a bit sore. Against Melbourne from the yeah. Uh, <clears throat> otherwise, I think he would have got a game. But there's a lot of players that you want to play. They they're naming 26 players, which seems a lot, but that means you've got um, uh, you know 20 odd that are missing out. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a big week on the track. I mean, uh, just just a forewarning. I'll be texting you tomorrow because <laughs> <laughs> because it is. This is the biggest modified group uh, observation of the year so yes. far this week because uh, you got the captain and yep. and he obviously had the screw removed. The club were a little bit we th- we think he can play around one. Uh, you know, I have a few medical friend that I have to said 
if it's just a straight out screw pulling out the screw if it's a normal screw that normally is for like four or six weeks so guys i i yeah obviously he'd need to know more but he just said he he kind of just said scott be wary of that because it might not be round one yeah well that will be interesting of course the other big one is to see how joe is uh joe is uh, is coming good um then you've got hooker yeah who's had such an indifferent preseason uh, yeah he hasn't had much of a preseason he uh he started in the modified group and then he uh and then he um seemed to improve and then he was gone again and mm. then he uh and then he uh come back but he really doesn't seem to have put in much uh quality training so far no and Stuart must be almost ripe to just do the whole lot much he must be close i mean maybe another week or so away but from actual uh, match simulation yeah he's he's looked pretty close so uh, uh and he he always seems to have been quite a bit in front of joe as far as uh, his uh oh, for his sure. recuperation yeah so um hopefully he's uh, he's there um who else have we got there um there's a couple of us uh, on the modified group redmond oh, you got i don't think redmond's much to worry about no, I think that was just a little niggle. I think he'll be fine, and I'd I'd imagine he'll play against Geelong, um, Bell Chambers, of course. Mm. Yeah, really, as you say, this week is is important because they, you would think that most players would want to play the the practice match against Geelong to uh, to get a bit of a warm up for uh, for round. Yeah, it would be interesting if they just make the call on Bell Chambers because Bell Chambers is the kind of guy I feel like you do have to be a little bit conservative with with his history. So I, I would rather the club if not to push it, like because I think you've got a genuine, yeah. you know, Phillips round one. I don't think anyone is going to blink. Essendon fans no. are going to go too continue. No. If it takes Bill Chambers a VFL game or a, a few match simulations of work to get ready for round two or three, then then I think I would rather the club be cautious in that approach and make sure he's right. And it'll be interesting to see if they do go throughout the year, particularly while um, Danaher's out. Mm. Of of having a second ruckman um, coming from um, they've come from the Richmond system where last year they played three ruckmen in the grand final yeah uh, and have regularly played two the if you just have Phillips ruckman without backup then you really got to throw a smack in there yeah and and that does affect the whole uh, structure board, the whole yep. structure of the board line and as much as uh, Laverde has looked pretty good. I don't think he's a number it's, one it's early. sole yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think he can carry a forward line to that degree. No. So, uh, yeah. But having said that, um, if Bell Chambers is a, is isn't isn't right to go, they don't have too many other options, really. No, exactly. So, I guess round one Fremantle. Um, what are you kind of hoping for? Um, as far as this year, if you had, if you had one thing, uh, sorry, this is a question. I'm not on notice. <laughs> if you have one thing that you, you, you said, I, I want to see Essendon come out and do something. What, what's one thing you would love to see? Is it game plan or is it? I'd like to see the premiership myself, but <laughs> um, be on top of the ladder after round one. <laughs> Did you see that stat that the, uh, in leap years this century, the team that's been on top of the ladder after the first round has gone on to win the flag every year. I did. There you go. So there you go. It's a little bit of a useless trivia. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I, would, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a really. Um, I don't. Not big on on um, looking for a two and three year four yeah. four year plan. I. And it's probably one of the things that I've been a little bit uh, critical. I was thinking of this during the week. Um, Sheedy would be trying to win the premiership every year. Yeah. Sheedy, Sheedy wouldn't have been uh, thinking, okay, well, we'll just uh, we'll just give these players a bit of time. Yeah. And and we'll uh, and in two or three years' time, we'll, we'll we'll give it a shot. You look back at at '93, which is obviously a freak year. Yeah. But uh, you know, he he was. They were trying to win the premiership every year, mm. and um, and I suppose that's uh, that's what I would like to see. Um, I don't want to hear any more about these learnings. Yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. I want to say, well, this is what I, I would like to, to. I like people to come out and say, 
this is what we're trying to do. Yeah. We we, we want to win the premiership. Um, for that, we, we, we've got to try and uh, not yeah. just make the eight. Um, I don't care about this. We haven't won a flag. Uh, we haven't won a final for the last 15 years or so. Um, there was a whole different group of players there. I don't want to be aiming for the And you've got, you got to look forward too. You can't yeah. just go, yeah, we've been terrible, but so what? Like in some ways, exactly. It's 2020. Look, for, for me, um, and I don't know if you'll disagree with me, or uh, I was trying to think of like, what am I looking forward to? And and I, not in a cheesy way, but I wanted a certain consistent brand of football. Uh, I want us to, to be a side where week in, week out, the opposition knows what they're going to get and they're in for a fight. Like I, yep. I've, I've kind of felt like historically, well, I just said we wouldn't look back, but, <laughs> but even it's even last year, you can have a, a hundred point loss or a yep. thrilling 30 point win or a, it was, it was always all over the shop, which Essendon, and I, I wondered how some of the players have been discussing uh, to the media so far this preseason that they've, they've consistently said, that they felt like their the game plan that they're talking about now is the most sustainable that they've got. Like yeah. they they feel like they're confident they can carry it out each week. Actually, I have an answer to your question now. Having having thought about that, um, what I uh, want, what I would like to see, is that it's, it's along the lines of what you're saying there. But when you play a team like um, Geelong, if Geelong, uh, they're always trying to win the game. Mm-hmm. If they're five goals down and there's and there's ten minutes to go, and Hawthorne's a bit the same, and, and and Richmond as well, yeah, they're always trying to win the game. They're not giving up, and not trying to save the game. They're not they're not trying to save the game. And the other thing I'd really like to see is that when we're on top, is just keep going. Yeah, I, I, nothing worse than a game. Bit of ruthless. Yeah, be ruthless. I mean, percentage plays such an important part. Mm. I hate it when they're when we're uh, you know forty fifty points up. And and all of a sudden they start this kicking back sideways and and and, and yeah. time wasting sort of thing, yeah. Just keep on going. Put the pressure down. Yeah. yeah. The, the other team, you want to see the other team give up, and instead of giving back three goals, kick another three goals ourselves and turn a a forty point win into a 60, 70 point win rather than a yeah. twenty twenty five point win. Yeah. So that's that's a couple of things I like to see, and uh, and really just every game give it a red hot go. That's a good way to end the show, I think. Well, we've done it again. We've, we're over an hour, so uh, we've both got the gift of the gab. But I think I think uh, the fans really really appreciate uh, your the way you communicate and the way you think about the game. Well, so thanks, Scott. I hope so. <laughs> so that's it for another uh, week. We're going to be here next Tuesday, maybe. Yes, Tuesday night. I'm going Tuesday to night. the game down at Colac. Monday, Monday, four forty, isn't Monday. it? Yeah. And there's, I think there's a reserves game beforehand. I might try and get to that one as well. Yep. And then um, back up here for uh, Tuesday night. Then uh, yeah, we'll have a lot quicker turnaround this time. We'll be the following night. Yes. We'll, we'll discuss the uh, the game. Uh, I feel like there was something I was going to say. Uh, oh look, just just on a side note, um, and you wouldn't even know about this, Neil. So I'll, I'll just speak myself. But I, I put a, a comment on Twitter, which I don't think the club was overly happy with. And, and I was just on um, uh, the membership merchandise having, um, uh, instead of EFC on it, they had EBFC. Yeah. And I just made and I made a tweet and saying, look, I, I, I kind of kept it light and said, oh, I'm not sure most fans were consulted on that one. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I said, oh, personally, I see it as EFC. Now, that simple tweet, and I can honestly say with hand and heart, that was not meant to be as intense as what happened because outside, next what happened was the Herald Sun wrote an article on my tweet. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> the Age then wrote, and then Triple M wrote, and, and then the club contacted well, me and said, and I, was, and I honestly was like, I was kind of half laughing to him and half like, seriously, I have no idea how that tweet became actually a headline like who am i like like i'm just a fan like and i've just said i prefer EFC over over that and um so we had a i had a great chat to the club just so everyone knows and i I just want to make sure everyone knows that was not 
a big a deal to me or as dig at anyone. It was a very simple, you know. Well, it says about the media, bit about the media, doesn't it? There, uh, the way they try to uh, dig up stories and make, was, make something out of nothing. I was flabbergasted. Like I was, I'm not usually shocked that much, but <laughs> but like three people sent me links, and it was all different links. It was the Age Herald Sun, and I was like, and my tweets all over it. This fan says it like this fan like. <laughs> All I like, yeah. read, if you read the tweet, you'd be like laughing. You're like, this is the most non-story of I could ever think of. But I mean, it's just look, it's just unusual. You're used to seeing EFC. Yeah, and, that, that, uh, that was all. It was just a sheer eye test. Look, uh, there was definitely other fans that were tweeted that weren't happy about it. Uh, um, they were just used to EFC, and and you know, when they became members, that's what they got. They didn't have much of a choice. So yeah. they they were like, you know, well, you know that. That looks like another club, like East Burwood Football Club, <laughs> <laughs> and they just they just found it it read funny, and and I, and I submit I kind of tweeted and said I agree, I I, it, I personally like the EFC, but it snowballed into the most amusing thing I've ever had for that day. Uh, so I'm watching my tweets a little bit more <laughs> these yeah. days, but just I just want to make sure I did have a conversation with the club. It was all they explained to me what had happened and and and, yeah. and, what, and what has happened. Uh, it they they more explained to me that look it was just one item they tried something, you know different different you know yeah. and 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 I get that you know and I even mentioned you know yeah club tries things I just don't know if this one would work and yeah. I, and I actually even wrote that um and they just said look we just tried something and and yeah. um and you know we'll we'll take the response fully to, to well the to good that. thing about it is that they'll have something else to write about next week. So, yeah, well, so it was just really amusing, well. and so I wanted to make sure I just clarify that that, that when I'm not at loggerheads with uh, with anyone, with anyone or, yeah, yeah I, I love the club, and I'm very passionate about the club, and and I'm I'm strangely uh, optimistic again, which I'm I'm almost trying to talk myself out of it because I don't want to get excited too early, but uh, I'm excited about how the club's represented itself. Well, it was this certainly year. good signs. I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody. Uh, with all the doom and gloom uh, naysayers out there, could have been disappointed about what happened last week. No, it was it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, for the opposition, for where the location, for the weather, for yeah. everything. Uh, it it was just a great attack on the footy, uh, composure, uh, a different style of a game plan creeping in, and, and it was just a pleasure to watch, to be honest. And and it's early days, and I'm not getting too carried away, but. Uh, as far as just for, if you just want to look for signs in games, that's as positive yep. as it can get. Yep, and that's all you can hope for, really. Yep. So I'm excited to see how we travel down to Geelong. We certainly like traveling. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> 100% record this year. Yes, I know. So I'm sure there'll be a wind gust down at Geelong as well. So yeah, and we'll Casey Field, which is <laughs> normally a wind gust. So yeah. well, that was actually quite. That not, was not strangely uh, pleasant. The uh, the least windy I've ever seen it down there. I actually got sunburnt there, which if I came back and was peeling two days later. But oh well. Uh, so thanks for everyone for tuning in. Uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying the the new kind of style of the show. Nice. Uh, and good luck to Grant again. If you're out there, mate, we're thinking of you and uh, excited for your challenge that starts in a couple of days. And this is us signing off for next week. Catch you later. Okay, bye.